0: Getting split, Getting, split Getting split
1: ready. Getting split ready. Getting split ready. Getting split ready.
0: For my wife,
1: God, rest her soul. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. No! No, no, She's not dead. <laughs> We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show? Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. Hey, it's Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant with another episode of of Getting Split Ready from the Allstate Skyline Studio at WGN. And we have a, another great, I always say we have great guests. We never have, don't have great guests. We've got uh, Patrick Kulsher from the Conscious Family, Your what's the name of your, your firm? Kelsher Conscious Family. Kelsher,
2: Kelsher, Come on, a, three, times it it is. three times fast, three times fast. It is, so fast. <laughs> it is.
1: And Patrick combines spirituality and consciousness practices in his legal expertise. And that's a little bit what we're going to talk about today is bringing some of those to the process because I don't think anyone would ever say that that divorce is not a stressful process. And some of these techniques can make it less stressful. I don't think you can completely eliminate stress. Uh, In addition to representing individual clients, Patrick works as a mediator and a life coach. As a mediator, Patrick can help whole families going through the transition, and as a life coach, he uses many of the same techniques to help people ground themselves, visualize the life that they want, and take steps to make those visions a reality, which has got to be helpful coming out of divorce.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, divorce is, a, as you said, a very stressful process, and people have to make a lot of really big, important decisions throughout the process. So the consciousness practices that I incorporate, meditation, visualization, are really about helping people get grounded so that they can make those decisions that they need to make that can impact the rest of their lives, their children's lives, for a long time from a place that feels authentic, from a place that feels like it's not coming from fear, stress, uh, and really a place that's helping them see where they want to be in the future where they want their family to go, uh, whether it's for their children and their co-parenting in the future, or for themselves, getting a different home, visualize that home, what's it gonna look like. Doug will help you figure out how to finance it, but also, how do you see what it looks like so that when you're making those decisions, you're making a decision that feels like it's from a place that's grounded and authentic and not just a fear-based place.
2: So we started to talk about this before the broadcast. What made you decide to bring meditation to your practice? How did, you, how did you go down this path?
0: Well, I use it in my own personal life. I've, I've found um, for myself in, I guess with career, I've made career transitions um, from uh, big firm to smaller firm to opening up just my own practice. And I've utilized these practices for myself to um, make positive outcomes and positive changes for myself. And I started to realize when I was working with clients going through divorce that they're really also in a bit of a spiritual emergency, just as much as there is a financial one and a legal one. Um, and for me to be the most effective and authentic person when I'm working with my clients, I have to bring that into the process. I have to be able to share that because then I'm being authentic with them uh, and able to help them make the best decisions that, that they can under in a stressful situation.
1: Do you find that as clients are coming to you now, as you, as you differentiated your practice that way, do you find that clients are choosing you because of that as they're looking at all the different options? Some definitely are. Um, and and
0: I don't use these practices with all clients uh, because there are some people that are, aren't are open to it, and that's okay. Um, so some, some people specifically seek me out because they already are on this, what I would call, spiritual path of... They're doing yoga, meditation, whatever that is for them. And they've maybe just fallen out of love, right? And, and they want to make changes in that part of their life, and that's why they want to get divorced. And they want to have an approach that brings in these spiritual practices for them too. So some people seek me out for that specifically, but I also have a lot of clients that um, are more traditional and um, and I'm just as I can work just as well in, in a in a process where we're not utilizing these practices and we're really just getting down to the nitty gritty of the numbers and the legal advice and that's all part of it even in this right that's all part of what I bring to the table because I am an attorney who's been doing this for ten plus years um, and and so this just adds to what I do.
2: So I am a meditation. Newbie or skeptic, take your pick. Um, how would someone get started in meditation? Someone who hasn't done it before is going through the spiritual crisis that you are talking about, which is absolutely true of people going through a divorce. How would someone get started with this?
0: Well, I think the first step is to sit down. And so, so what, I, what I'll ask people to do is think about some of the, the times in your life when you felt just the most at peace, right? Like, where were you? What were you doing? Were you out in nature? Were you uh, around friends and family? Like, well, who was present? What was happening that brought you to that place where you just felt really peaceful and they're some of the best memories that you have? And start looking for threads of of things and people or things that people were doing. Maybe being taking a walk in nature. If you had these moments in nature, finding and structuring times to take a walk in nature to clear your head or do some breathing exercises when you're there. So it's first finding what are the things that are going to help somebody get to that place of feeling focused. And then it's giving them specific tools like breathing exercises, visualization exercises, etc.
2: So even getting maybe more simpler than that, what is meditation and what is it designed to do for me? Because you know the, the stereotype of You might of be it. picking
1: up another client here. I think <laughs> you yeah, you totally shoulder
2: on this. I think there's a lot of people like me who haven't, really done much with it and most of the people who are listening to our podcast are going through a very difficult time in their life. So this can be a useful tool in the toolbox. And dealing Um,
1: with me, you know, as as uh partners.
2: Exactly.
0: So what is meditation? Is that the question?
2: Yeah, I think the stereotype of it is, you know, people sitting cross-legged on a yoga mat, you know, chanting or uh, there's probably a few of them. But what is it? Or is there a definition of it? Or is it different to everyone?
0: Well, my... Yeah. My personal uh, definition is it's the process that gets you to a place of clarity, right? So um, that could be sitting on a cushion and um, being silent and still. That could be going for a run and getting getting in your body in a very focused way because you come into a place of clarity when you're in movement, right? So that can be meditative for, for some people. So it doesn't look the same for everybody and it's really about helping people find what it is for them and when people come to me that the, at the beginning i give them this worksheet that we we sit down and and we go over together they might work with uh, a, a therapist on it too to really help them break through what are the things that help get me to clarity what are the tools that i already have in my toolbox what are some of the things that i have to be concerned about and aware of as i go through this process that might take me away from that who are the people that are gonna support me in this process and help me get to that place of authenticity? And who are the people that maybe are going to say some things that are going to trigger me in a way that are not going to bring me into that place? Right. We all have relationships with people that have that with us. And so it's different things for different people. But the 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 basic definition would be that process or that, that exercise
1: that gets you to a place of clarity. What kind of feedback have you gotten from me? I mean, this is, you know, we keep on... On the show, and and in my practice, I, I keep happening upon things that I never knew about. That's coming to sort of the modern divorce world. What kind of feedback are you getting from people?
0: Um, so it's 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 a mix, depending on where people are in their openness to it, right? So those those folks that are really open to, um, pro- I, I so I will provide actual guided meditations for people that are open to it where they'll literally at different stages of the process they'll I provide them guided meditations people love that I mean it really helps them and, and it, part of it is too it allows them to emote outside of the, the room perhaps where they're concerned about doing it in front of their soon-to-be former spouse for example um, so the feedback is very positive uh, some people are a little less open to it and I don't go as far with them, You know, I don't take this process as far, but, but what I do give to them is a, sort of a grounding question of, are you sure you want to do that? Where is that coming from? And still bringing that insightful, inquisitive questioning to them. And I think it really helps them reorganize their thinking to making decisions that are less from a place of fear and anger that take us down paths of, frankly, financial destruction in the marital estate, if we keep going down that path, and into places where we can start to build a future life that's
1: going to be much more abundant. Well, I did love what you said about the deliberate thinking of the future, you know, and instead of being in the moment and burning it all down, you know, I I think as I've moved through the divorce world a little bit with my practice, there's a scene in, I think, The Dark Knight where where, like somebody says, some people burn things just to see it burn, you know, and I think sometimes people get stuck in that, so it's, it's sure. fantastic.
2: And this brings to mind for me that divorce is not only stressful for the people involved, but also for the kids. Do you have any experience with using meditation techniques with children or giving parents tips on how to use those techniques with their kids?
0: I haven't really specifically given them techniques to use for their children. However, I have offered exercises for them to do before they interact with their children because... Um, a lot of times the reason that the children are feeling stressed out is because their parents are stressed out absolutely and so um if i can help my clients think through that that's a reality and and what they're bringing into the room when they come to be with their children or what the words are that they're going to use um that's the best way that i think i can make an impact for the children i i mean personally with I have occasionally, um, I have children and, you know, we've meditated together and I've offered those things, but I've never done that with um, clients um, or the children of clients.
1: We've been really talking about how you bring it to your clients. Yeah. How, I talk to more and more attorneys and, and they talk about the stress of the job, and I think not enough is talked about the stress that that brings to attorneys and burnout and things like that. How has that helped you practice? immensely I, I just i don't know that i would still
0: be doing this work if i hadn't found these practices because it's it's so stressful And you know there's a lot of anxiety for example in in divorce and um and it's easy to feel that anxiety from the clients and then start to take it on or there's fear or there's anger and, and it sometimes can be hard to to really create like a nice boundary between the client and the professional And for my own personal health, you know, doing these exercises has really helped me help create those boundaries. So I'm not taking on the anxiety of my clients as much as I used to. I mean, it's inevitable when you're in a room full of anxious people making difficult decisions, if you're aware of what's happening at all, you're gonna feel that to some degree. So how do you let go of that? How do you not take that on? These practices have immensely helped me with that. And then also just helped me be able to see through again. If I'm clear, if I'm doing these practices and I'm finding moments of clarity, I can much more provide that to my clients because I'm not going to pick up on a thread
1: of something You're that like a sherpa. <laughs> no, I mean, I, you know, but it's just I think what's really interesting is I could see kind of spinning out of control yeah. and having somebody who can bring it back and bring it back in a very deliberate manner. You know, I do I practice aikido and there's a lot of That same spirituality when you're talking about a meditation there's meditation that are you know katas that you do and things like that um and i could see that where you know you almost unintentionally end up leaving the mat very mentally refreshed and i think people probably tend to, to underestimate that absolutely
0: so and i have started to offer this to um some other professionals as well as uh I did a presentation actually to our practice group that we're both members of and collaborative, um, specifically helping and advising people to think about how can you create space in your day. So the professionals that are doing this work, um, can we take five or ten minutes before we, we know we're going to go into a difficult meeting, right? We know we have a high conflict client or mediation or whatever it is. How do we prepare for that for ourselves so that we're not adding to that conflict, right? So that we're being as clear as we can when we go in, and then when we come out of it, how do we let go of it? Like, what are some techniques that we can do? Because we're going to be better advocates for our clients, or better advisors, or however you want. What word you want to use? If we're very clear in what's ours and what's theirs. Yeah, I think theirs.
1: it's the respond versus react. It's the ability to, 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 again, act with that clarity is huge. Yeah, it's huge.
2: and I think the way that you phrased it too for people like me who when you think about just sitting and being still that just gives us more anxiety Mm -hmm. um the idea of focusing on meditation to get clarity which is hugely needed when you're going through such a difficult process um, i think that's a good way to look at it and a good way to realize that you can maybe seek to use meditation as a tool without doing it in a way that you may have thought you had to so I'm not converted, but I'm, I'm opening my mind. <laughs> one tool, I know, just I'm to gonna... think, <laughs> hearing
0: uh, is, um, you know, so one of the things that I once we identify for people, what are the th- things that bring them to that place of feeling at ease? Um, so for some people, it's movement, right? So let's say you're in a stressful situation. Then we have to find sort of micro ways to do that in high-stress situations, right? Because you're not going to be able to go for a run in the middle of the meeting. But what you might be able to do is tap your leg. Find a rhythm. Find tap. You know, find something that helps you. A little micro movement that'll help you find that place of calm and ease. Because that's ultimately what we're looking for. So that then you can let go of what's taking you away from the decision you need to make, or the
1: place you need to be, the conversation you need to have. Well, that's that's. This has been a truly fascinating discussion, Patrick. Thank you for for joining us. Uh, Patrick Kulsher talking about bringing meditation and spiritual consciousness to the divorce process if people want to know more how can they get hold of you so my website is chicagoconsciouslaw.com uh
0: and that's probably the best way to find me i'm going to be launching a new website actually in about a month so i'll actually have a lot more content on there uh which i'm excited about um i blog posts and some of my guided meditations love to share it and yeah. get
1: it out to get out to the listeners as well
2: all right thank you everyone for joining us um thanks for listening to the getting split ready podcast and please remember that we do want you to and we are here to help you get through your divorce with your finances your integrity and your sanity hopefully intact and doug
1: just a quick reminder our episodes come out every wednesday wherever you get your podcast we also have a great youtube channel with same information please go there and subscribe. And if you know anyone who's going through divorce, considering divorce, or you yourself might be, go to www.splitready.com. Take the Split Ready assessment. It's a great way to know whether or not you're split ready. Thanks so
2: much, and thanks for listening.
0: Thanks, guys.